I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I am joined by Mike Breeling. Brandon Flash and Kyle Connor. My name is Jordan Schieffer, and we're going to talk about cars. There's a lot that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, as you may have noticed, we missed last week because we were so busy with the LA Auto Show. So we have a lot to talk about with that. Um, we also have recent drives with Rivian R1T and the Lucid Air. So let's dive right in, shall we? Where do you guys want to start? That's a lot to uh, discuss here. <laughs> well, I think we should start with Rivian because uh, that's been the hot a hot topic. That's what we've been talking about at the beginning of the show. And I'm excited to hear about it. Yes. Yeah. So Jordan, you want to explain how we got the whole Rivian situation? It totally happened completely randomly. Yeah. So me and Kyle were at the Holly high performance EV event and we saw some Rivians kind of sending it up this hill, uh, a little bit of tarmac there. They were doing zero to 60 launches with customers um, and I was actually staying with a friend who works for Tesla, but his roommate works for Rivian. And he told me about this first mile event that was happening at Sonoma. And these are, things just kind of fell together. And then, Kyle, you got a hold of someone on their PR side, I think, um, that told us we could go show up and basically experience the first mile event, which was really cool how they set that up. It was very, you know, they had trucks there. You could go experience them and, like, play, like, I don't know, crawl around them, play on them, like almost like they were like pieces of a toy playground. Um, you could sit inside them, experience the UI. Um, they had the camper on top of one of them. They had, uh, oh, they were making popcorn out of the camp kitchen from the gear tunnel and you could eat it and it was delicious. Um, <laughs> it was a really fun experience and actually very visually appealing too. Like I, I just, Loved it. And not only that, but we also went the next day to drive it, do their little course they set up. So it wasn't the fully fledged, like, 
go out on our own with our own truck and really do the full out of spec tests. But it was cool to experience it kind of how a customer slash reservation holder would experience it um, with their, that's why it's called the first mile. It's like their first mile in a Rivian um, on a guided tour, but it was a little bit of off-road, a little bit of tarmac, a zero to 60 launch. Um, it was a lot of fun. So that's yeah, what we did. I totally agree. I mean, that you summed it up perfectly. We went for a drive and, uh, you know, they let us do a little bit more than your average customer would. Uh, you know, we got to take it on some more aggressive obstacles. We got to drift it around a little bit off camera, which was our fault for not recording. We should have just had it go. They never said don't record this. We were just like, oh, the video's done. And so, yeah, got to got to have some fun with the truck. But um, yeah, everything Rivian related seemed really good. I have to say, I mean, the truck felt nice. Everything Everything was a good first impression, but that's all it was. It was a very basic first impression. Mm -hmm. We are going to hopefully spend more time with the trucks at some point in the future to run it through our testing. I know we'll be able to get one in the future at some point uh, to do our charging tests, our range tests. We'll take it on the out-of-spec overlanding hill climb challenge. We'll do towing tests with it. We're going to take it to the track. I'm putting Mike to sleep up here. He's yawning. And no. uh, <laughs> and so, you know, we'll, we'll do all the stuff we want to do. But at the end of the day, I think what's important in our business is to I don't know. Look, everyone's wanting to get a Rivian. And to be honest, we're a really small fish in the pond. I mean, out of spec, while we have, you know, 10 channels now, and there's, you know, almost 20 of us working, you know, on, on the company in some capacity or another, we are so tiny compared to Motor Trend, Edmunds, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So for us to even be able to get to go for a ride in the truck, um, was a huge win. I thought, uh, one for content too, just because I'm super passionate about about not only just electric exploration, but overlanding in general. So it's a vehicle that fits with sort of our mission as a company to try and explore these new technologies as ways to travel and to get around. And I have to say the Rivian team was amazing to work with. And I think, you know, we were honest with them. They were honest with us. We're like, look, we can't wait to get into a truck, but as soon as we can get one, let's do it. And they were like, well, you're at Sonoma, go take one out for an hour. And, uh, you know, you'll have someone in the car with you, but you guys know me, I don't hold back with or without an employee there, but you know, we didn't get to do like even highway stuff. So we just drove it around at low speed. Felt great. The four motor system I thought was tuned wonderfully well. The car still had some bugs. Don't get me wrong. Like we were at 65, 70% state of charge and it was still giving us regen warnings for, you know, like too much regen. The system was freaking out these, and I, I wasn't really sure what exactly was going on. We saw a Rivian breakdown on our, on our loop. But again, we weren't in the car. We don't know if that was the driver who was either too afraid to, to do something with an obstacle, uh, but we know there was some sort of issue. So, you know, it, eventually we'll just get one. We'll take it to Moab. We'll do crazy off-roading. I can't wait, but everything that I was sort of looking for in this first drive, which was, is there going to be a huge alarming issue with the vehicle that would stop me from wanting one, which is how I approached it. Uh, the answer is no, it all, you know, seems Seems pretty good. Not stellar. Like the rear tailgate was squeaky. Like there's still, it was a pre-production truck. There was still some bugs and that's to be expected. But yeah, no, no red, no major red flags for me at all. It was like, pff, let's just keep ahead on this pro Rivian thing because I'm all about these trucks. What did you have the same impression, Jordan? What, because it was also really freaking fast when we launched it. 
Yeah, there, there was a lot riding on this experience, uh, maybe for me personally, because I've been so intrigued by the brand, but I didn't want to get it too hyped up in my head before experiencing it. So I'm glad we did, um, especially with the pre-production, just so we could see kind of how far they come. Um, I can't wait till we get our hands on an actual production truck and maybe see what's been improved and what still maybe needs to be squeaked out as far as bugs go. Um, but it, it was impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was impressive objectively just as a, you know, we've experienced a lot of pre-production prototypes and this was one of the more well executed ones or almost it, like it felt like it could have been production. Um, it's actually better than some production cars we've experienced. Um, but yeah, still things to improve on, which is good. And they are assessing that. I and mean, they're doing so much testing on these things. Um, I've seen a few around. I'm not, I'm staying down in like South LA right now. And I've seen a few out in the wild. And I've noticed most of them were actually like, I guess, testing vehicles, not necessarily public vehicles. Um, so it's cool to see how much they are doing for these. And I'm really excited to, I mean, I thought it was amazing. Uh, like Kyle said, not perfect. But it makes me really intrigued about the R1S. I'd love to see how that compares. Um, and it was fast. It didn't feel 0 to 60 in three seconds fast. But again, it's pre-production. I'm not sure. And we didn't you know, fully and test it. We were uphill, and it wasn't fully charged, and it wasn't warm, and the end, the end, the end. Now, <laughs> yeah. Also, can we mention um, that we did rally mode and drift mode? off camera again because we're stupid we should have recorded but rally mode we were on the dirt road we flung that sucker around we had the back end hanging out under power and i was like oh my god this is actually really good then we took it to a muddy parking lot put it in drift mode and we're just slinging mud everywhere and having a great time and that was pretty cool too so um yeah just just the ability to have this crazy high performance sort of acceleration for a truck uh, and, and high performance in an off-road setting and an on-road setting, but also the ability to have fun and then also a comfortable daily driver just to seem to be like the perfect sort of triangle of hooliganism driving, actual off-road capability, and then on-road driving comfort that I, I really like this, this, this triangle of capability. Because whenever you're designing a vehicle, there's compromises, right? So you can you know, oh, have yeah. it do certain things really well and certain things not so well. And there's spider charts that go through. If you do this, it negatively impacts this way. And sometimes the direct pull away is cost. If you want a crazy suspension system, well, it's going to cost you a ton of money. And well, I think Rivian put the money in the correct places. They saved the money in other correct places. And, and you know, that suspension system had huge variability in ride stiffness, roll stability, as well as, uh, uh, ride height adjustments so all around crazy truck really cool and yeah really think it's something we're going to end up purchasing which is hard to, you know we don't really review vehicles with the attendant yeah. intent but just based off the numbers that it got for us two and a half million views on tiktoks on just one of the tiktoks uh over 150 plus thousand views on youtube which is really as a business what i care about and that's one video on one of the channels yeah, there's a lot of opportunity here with this vehicle for us to buy it, make interesting content, and either just keep it or sell it, and and it being a, a plus, not a loss at all. So I think that's – plus it qualifies for all the GVWR. Maybe it doesn't qualify for Section 179 because the bed's too short. I'm not sure, but there's some discussion there that we need to look into. Either way, it just seems like a really good value. It's not even that expensive for what you get, in my opinion. 
Well, now that I was going to ask, so now that, you know, Kyle, you and Jordan have both have limited experience, at least with the R1T, would you still buy, would you now buy an R1T? Because I know before you were kind of all about R1S for the dogs, but now that you've experienced the truck, do you think you'd take a truck over an R1S, which would be a longer wait at this point? Well, so it's not really about the, yeah, I guess delivery timing is, yeah, I'm sort of indifferent. At this point, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the trucks really got, got me excited <laughs> now. And even after the event, I was like R1S, R1S. And then after thinking about the last few days, I'm like, oh, a pickup would be kind of cool. I could like throw dirt bikes in the back and like do all pickup truck stuff. And, <laughs> you know, I've never owned a pickup truck personally, but I feel like we have such a use for it. I'm like hauling stuff around all the time. We have boxes and things. I'm like, oh, maybe that's not a bad idea. I don't know. I don't know. But then, of course, we need to experience lightning and, uh, you know, GMC. Uh, what are they going to have? The uh, Sierra Electric and Chevy Silverado Electric in a few years. So there'll be more electric, like real work trucks coming. And, um, I'm not sure Rivian's really that that purpose built for that. So maybe R1S is the way yeah. to go. Uh, Alyssa, as an R1T reservation holder, I'm very excited. And I've kind of always wanted a Ford Raptor, but I never wanted the like 12 miles per gallon. So Rivian ticks a lot of those boxes for me. Yeah, yeah the 12 miles to the gallon thing hurts. I mean, I just took the sprinter on that full, you know, 3,000 mile road trip out and back and all around and averaged about. 12.8 like <laughs> California, almost $6 a gallon, just Ugh. insane. So, uh, and yeah, Jordan got firsthand experience of just seeing that sprinter work itself around LA traffic thinking boogie, but man, do you pay for it at the pump? Yeah, that was fun to watch. Um, I'm out, I'm out here with forest and we've been hooting the, the Raptor and the TRX a bit today. And the TRX, especially like the Raptor gets bad gas miles. The TRX is worse. <laughs> um, Big supercharged V8. Yeah. But they sound great and people oh, sure yeah. look at it as it passes by. Um, but yeah, I, you know, seeing, and actually I saw a Rivian van last night. Um, we weren't what didn't mean to and they were kind of keeping an eye on us i guess we were kind of close to them when they we weren't supposed to um but we were just you know driving a little electric go-kart and having fun in the back parking lot which happened to be behind rivian headquarters you know just happenstance um it was kind of kind of cool to see the the van is huge actually and to see a bunch of r1ts and i i love it like like kyle said i haven't had a truck either I'm not a truck person. And then the R1T was unveiled. And I was like, oh, I am a truck person. Just a very specific <laughs> truck person. I was going to say, I'm intrigued by the R1T myself now because, I mean, I've come close to buying a, a Tacoma like five times probably. You know, different generations, the new one. I almost bought a new one. And then I'm like, well, I don't really need a truck. And then it was R1S all the way. R1S now after watching Kyle's video and multiple other videos, I'm like, ah, R1T seems really cool and Encompass Yellow, it's going to be amazing. So why would you not just get the truck? See, I, I think we, Kyle, I think we get an R1T and we take it to big car meets around Colorado and we just set up camp, pull out the camp kitchen. Kitchen. I'll start <laughs> making out of spec popcorn. We'll have the frunk full of beverages with ice and stuff. 
it sounds like a fun time, like tailgating anywhere you go. That's just a fun track. <laughs> well, between the sprinter and the and the uh, R1T, I think we'd have ourselves covered for entertaining people. <laughs> You've got a restaurant on wheels, basically, at that point. Yeah. But, Kyle, let's also talk about um, – so we experienced the first mile event, um, which was cool. They're doing them all around the country, I think, just so people can get their hands on the trucks. Um, and then we went to what is internally called hub number one. Um, which is a their hub in Venice, um, which is it's a, it's a really interesting concept of not necessarily truck focused. It's just a public place people can go hang out. They have a library. They have places to do like arts and crafts. They have apparently amazing Wi-Fi for the area. You can just go work there. I'm probably going to go work there next week for a bit and just you know do some writing. Um, they have coffee, a little coffee cart and cafe, uh, and it's built on the um, actually built on the place where Ray Bradbury had his home when he wrote Fahrenheit 451, which Kyle had never heard of, which was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> what? You didn't, we were um, forced to read that in school. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even show up to school. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. It's Fahrenheit uh, yeah. 452 to Kyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never I, I've heard of it and I I feel like I can picture the book cover with like a firefighter on it perhaps but like I don't know anything I just well, I don't know I'm sorry I don't Amazon, eat. Actually, look you talk so. to me about charging curves I'm right with you all day long but as soon as we start talking about <laughs> Ray Bradburn Bradbury Bradbury, Bradbury, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bradbury I have just I felt so bad too because the Rivian folks who were amazing we met the coolest people at this hub by far yeah. right wouldn't you say like just just people from their their comms team who were awesome but then also some of the product specialists who were there to explain the trucks they were like the nicest people, so knowledgeable, really cool to hang out with. I thought, you know, their their staff selection from Rivian was was perfect, and uh, I felt so bad because they had taken us on this very eloquent tour and you know really articulated everything about the facility so well. <laughs> and then here I go rolling in, <laughs> don't remember a damn thing. I'm like, oh, that's a book. Look, Porsche stuff here. Jordan, let's go in the bathroom and look at the tiles. I don't know. But we had a great time. And we were the first ones to produce a video on the Rivian hub space. And yeah, that's I was pretty excited about all of that. Yeah, that's very cool. That hub space is amazing. I think that's a really, really awesome idea that Rivian came up with uh, for sure, just as a hangout. I mean, that's that's really neat. Yeah, I think one of the concerns like I had too was like, you know, this is in Venice. People like live out of their vans, right? And like, yeah. you know, I'm all about that too. I live out of my sprinter <laughs> as much as possible. I love van life, really do. But like, you know, maybe it's a little bit different when it's a new sprinter versus some of these like 1974, you know, <laughs> things that don't run. They, they've been parked there for 10 years. Uh, but Rivian's like, no, we want everyone to come. Totally all inclusive, you know, let everyone come. Unless they're causing an issue, then they have what they call their concierge service, which basically kicks them out. And uh, yeah, it was all really well thought out, super like welcoming to everyone. And honestly, that's where I'm going to go when I'm in LA and we're in LA yeah. all the time. So it's like, let's go there and work. It should be great. Hi blue. Thank you. And blue can I mean, come to dog friendly. Like traveling, <laughs> finding good Wi-Fi is so difficult. 
Oh my God. I mean, look, part of our job is right. Uploading videos. And if you guys have ever seen an out of spec video who are watching this, these videos are hour long. Plus sometimes in 4k, they could be 20, 25, 30, 35 gigs. I mean, at home we have terrible internet. So I have to go sit at the Walmart parking lot or go knock on friends doors and say, Hey, do you mind if I park in front of your house and let this thing upload, you know, it's a, a quick edit to upload situation. And here at the Rivian Hub, I'll probably be able to roll up in the Sprinter, park on the street with everyone else parked on the street. I can walk <laughs> inside, get Wi-Fi, get coffee, say hi to everyone, and then upload in two seconds. It's going to be great. That's pretty amazing, actually. I want to go. Next time, I'm, we're, next time I get to go to L.A., we're going. Yeah, well, that's we can go anytime. You just let me know. Yeah, Mike, you can see you can see what um, actually like Rivian used to discern your compass yellow color. Um, yes. Actually, let me let me switch screen sharing here because um, we saw what they used to like develop the colors. They had a certain name for it. Artifacts. Um, artifacts. Yeah, engineering artifacts, and I loved it. Oh, where did it go? Can you like reserve that that like classroom space or whatever they called it? Like do an out of spec meetup or something? Because that'd be cool. Maybe. I'm not sure. We yeah, I didn't ask that, but I might ask that. I'm intrigued. Um let's see. Oh no, Lightroom won't let me do that. Well, I don't have a picture of it, but um yeah. Oh, I got a friend here. So for us. Oh man. Let me, uh, I can't hear anything. Sorry. Yeah, you can't hear anything. Oh, well, <laughs> hey, for, for those just watching on YouTube, Forrest has come into the hey guys. show. There we go. It's, what's up, guys? <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're working on some audio stuff. Well, we'll let them do there that stuff. Uh, okay. We'll get back. So, um, Forrest, you may not know this, and maybe you guys don't either, but Brandon as the first person to ever make a video review independently of lucid without with a production lucid vehicle that was sold to a customer even tom who just did a zero to 100 percent charging test was a pre-production truck forrest you reviewed a product lucid or no you didn't um yeah but that was like man that was like maybe a year year and a half ago yeah but that was still a pre-production car wasn't it yeah but it was like hardcore prototype like when the door shut it was like <laughs> oh yeah i was i remember that those days of lucid for sure but so brandon this was number 26 produced wasn't it it was like yes. built in the first week so it was number 26 on the little door sills, but the VIN was in the 1500th range, which I thought was a little interesting coming from like the Tesla world where the signature cars like start at zero. Yeah, but so they, wonder... their pre-series cars were VIN'd. Okay, yeah, that's what I was just going to get at to see if they were VIN'd, which does make sense, but is also a little interesting for those really early owners that want those bragging rights. But basically I flew out to Nebraska, got back today, uh, it's actually a vehicle that's for sale. They were able to snag a really early reservation, spent pretty much the entire afternoon with it, went through every menu on the infotainment system, uh, full interior, exterior walkthrough, drove the thing, DC fast charge it. Unfortunately, it was already charged to about 90% when I got there because we arranged it after they had charged it when it came off the truck to them. I wish I arranged a little bit sooner so that I could have DC fast charged it from not 90 percent but such is life 
But overall, I thought it was quite good. Stupid fast, nice build quality. Software had a lot that needs to be done. Dream Drive was completely not functioning. So there was no cruise control even that I figure out how to turn That's on. That's crazy all. to me because remember when I drove the one in yeah. Arizona, it had great dream drive, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I watched your video. I watched a couple others like on my flight there just to kind of get familiar with the controls since, I mean, I wasn't there with anyone from Lucid or like really any reasons that I, hey, how do I do this? Like I was totally on my own as far as, familiarizing myself with that's so why i wanted to go in with as much knowledge as possible and i tried every little button sequence the left controls the control beneath the little dials couldn't get any sort of cruise control to go on and i almost crashed the thing into a box that was flew onto the road <laughs> like as i was trying to activate dream drive <laughs> so there was clearly a collision warning or at least an empty box flying out of a jeep gladiator Almost had the first crash to Lucid, too. <laughs> or at least crash production Lucid. <laughs> yeah. That's where you Here's the scene this year. Whoa! Yeah. You were hard on the brakes, too. That was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> you look it's, up, you go, whoa, brake. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, it's nice it's not the moose input. test. It's the, it's the box test. <laughs> yeah that was pretty good pretty good evasive maneuver i thought nice nice use of car control but uh so what do you think overall oh i thought sorry it was for cutting you off forest no, no, no. <laughs> i thought it was a really running? good start uh the drivetrain seems really good but it's really whiny which i thought was really obnoxious especially on a car like that like my id4 is quiet and I'm not talking full throttle where you expect to have motor noise. And actually, I kind of like motor noise when I'm romping on an electric car. But light throttle around town, it was whiny. But weren't mm -hmm. you preconditioning it on the way to the charger? But even afterwards. After preconditioning was off, you didn't notice a change in the noise. No. If anything, it almost so wonder... got worse. So it doesn't. It must yeah. not do preconditioning in the way Model Three and Y do, which is to make the yeah. motors run inefficiently. I mean, I don't think it probably did a whole lot of preconditioning, considering I was at like ninety something percent. So it probably had a pretty low thermal target to begin with for DC fast charging. It was and worked inside. So even though it was pretty chilly in Nebraska, it was in an indoor showroom. It was probably at like seventy degrees. Yeah, I noticed you commented because I watched the first five minutes of your video before I got pulled away. I'm going to finish it tonight, but how you commented yeah. on the long throttle pedal. And it's so true. You really need to tell that thing you're ready to go. Yeah, I'm used to like my ID4, like a Tesla where you just tip in and it's like, oh, you're going, which is probably why you see quite a few pictures online of Teslas that have crashed into buildings if they went into the wrong gear. <laughs> you're at a parking spot. And you put it into reverse or drive, and then you just give it a little bit, and you're like, if you don't have good reflexes, you could easily go into something. Whereas the Lucid, you really have to actually give it some input to get going at all, which once you get used to it, it's actually really nice because you can modulate it better. And you're an X Model S owner, and now yeah. you've experienced the air, and you've been in new new Tesla stuff. Yeah. What What is your impression of someone off the street to be like, Hey, I'm a businessman. I am looking for a, an electric sedan. 
what, what do I go for? If you really value build quality, I would probably go Lucid. But if you want the better overall package, at least as of right now, go with the Tesla, especially since the Plaid is cheaper. I think the Lucid has a lot of potential. And I think once they get some of the support better and like Dream Drive is active and the interface is a little bit snappier, I think it will be probably better. But at 170K, it's a hard sell. And what about when you factor in, you know, EQS? I don't think you've been in one versus Tycon. Like, what, what's your opinion of those two cars? Uh, EQS is hideous. So that's kind of a non starter to me. Really want luxury, I guess. Tycon is the sportier. I think Mike totally think. disagrees with you. <laughs> I do. I like I'd EQS like over the Lucid for me. I've not been in a Lucid or an EQS, but I like the EQS a lot. I'm going to go drive the AMG EQS in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Ooh, AMG, all the things. That's right. I, just, but I don't know if it'll be electric like... S-Class. Yeah. But, uh, well, you... Yes, go ahead. Does the EQS make a crazy noise when you accelerate? It makes zero noise. Okay. Because that, we... that video I saw? We saw, we saw a TikTok of someone, which could have been faked, but they had like some <laughs> weird, crazy noise. Oh, yeah. You can put it on to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. the, so the German... Oh, okay. So the Mercedes has like 212 sound engineers on staff. <laughs> okay. And so they do things from making the car really quiet. And apparently when they were in the you know developing phase of this, I attended a whole workshop on this. I can't remember all the details, but essentially the car was so quiet. It would make you nauseous because if you go in like a quiet chamber, it like actually messes with you. So then they had to add in artificial noises. And so even if you turn everything off, the car's like doing things to like make you not go insane from being in this quiet chamber, I guess. And then on top of that, there's like these experiential modes and the car has a couple and and I forget what they're called. They're like, oh man. Are they like it's like German, you know, trying to sound trendy names that are like whispering waves or something like this. I forget exactly what they are. And there's one that's supposed to like emulate like a Star Wars battle. So when you floor, it's like just insane. What the heck? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, you could put it in all this. I turned all that stuff off. I turned it on once. I was like, oh, that's really annoying. Turned it off. But then you start thinking like that employed like a hundred a hundred Germans and fed their families for the last five years engineering that profile. And That's so, yeah, crazy. you can go crazy with the with the yeah. Mercedes. Absolutely wow. love the fact that the car is so quiet. You have to engineer noise so you don't lose your mind. That, you know to me, cool? is amazing. When you yeah. walk up to EQS, before it even does anything visual, it just knows that the – look at this Mercedes key for, for reference. When the key starts approaching the vehicle – this is to a sprinter, nothing fancy. That's why it's the black plastic <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> When when you start approaching the vehicle, it, it hums and makes a subconscious noise that you can't really pick up, but puts you in the mood to jump into the EQS because it's, oh, it's just creates this aura around the car. Sounds and then it sexual. starts lighting up. It here. does. So that was going to say. <laughs> Wait, I didn't quite hear that. What, what was uh, it for? Um, dang, I got to repeat it now. Great. <laughs> I was like, it's not kind of sexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting your ready well, for it's the quite evening. interesting 
driving that car around with with all the the stuff in it so like at the end of the day do normal people care and does this make a difference on paper not quite sure they do i'm not sure the target audience will ever notice any of this stuff uh, but i appreciate the way over engineering of the whole vehicle yeah it's so absurd it's incredible Mm -hmm. yeah yep jordan that is one heck of a donut yeah (laughs) damn it's from Randy. Did you get that from the famous donut place? <laughs> yeah. From Iron Dude, Man. We went there last night. Yeah, tell them about it. And they were, this never happens, but they were out of like 90% of their donuts. They had four options out of like 28 options. They had four left. And they were all the Why? cake donuts. So like the super dense donuts. Mm. That was the only donut they had that wasn't a cake donut, like a normal we, donut. We took, I mean, it was a, we, we drove an hour there just to go to their donuts and they were out of everything we wanted everything it was a nice drive forest has the the new xc60 i think the one you drove in belgium kyle um oh the new battery i don't the, think the so i don't think they've hit us yet unless it's a oh, no, no, oh, no it wasn't a battery one no no um, it's, it's just the updated like oh the mild hybrid one yes that's what i, was I don't like it mm-hmm. with the funky google oh the google infotainment i I really kind of want to play around with that. I like that in the Polestar a lot. It's not as good as the Polestar. I, at oh. least not this one. It just seems kind of buggy. Um, there's a it lot. It need some updates. Yeah, it needs some updates. Uh, Google is like kind of laggy when you ask her or him something, depending on which one you have that. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it takes like a, at least with mine, it's like pretty inconsistent. Sometimes it's really snappy and it answers really quickly. Sometimes it takes like 10 seconds. And then they got rid of like um, that little knob, that little like uh, it's not like a knurled finish. It's like that dimpled scroll like wheel. Like the vo- used volume knob like, that you could use. Just like no, drive mode. It's the drive mode knob is gone. You do it in the screen. Oh, now. the drive mode. Yeah, but you don't even have drive modes. It's just normal, like standard drive mode or an off road mode, and that's it. Well, at least oh, in the T like eight that I drove, I had drive modes in the one I drove. Mm, mine was the B six. Is, right. I guess like yeah, the mild thing. hybrid spicy one. But honestly, at the end of the day, do people driving Volvos need drive modes? It's supposed to be just like a comfortable mom car. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize they had air suspension until I saw it lowering. And I was like, oh, this has air suspension. I was like, this doesn't feel that comfortable yeah, for air suspension. <laughs> That's wild because I'm such an XC60 fan, but uh, Ben's too. mom has an XC60 T6. Yeah. Well, there's a lot about that car that's really clunky and herky-jerky. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't ride that well. It's not on air. It, the transmission's real clunky. But the T8 solves most of my problems, especially with the new T8 drivetrain. So what it sounds like is skip the mild hybrid, wait till middle of next year, and then get the really good plug-in systems in those things. Yes. I think the mild hybrid is like, I mean, if, if you're in a position in life to where like you want something very like nice, it feels a little more classy and you don't want to spend a ton of money. And let's say you're looking at like a base Q5, but you want something a little bit some more sleek, I guess. Like special is great. I got like 430 miles out of it. Really? Wow. That's yeah. pretty impressive. For, for just gas, I got like a lot of gas mileage out of it. <laughs> It's better than I got more better gas mileage than I did in the um had a V90 that we took from California to Texas and I was only yeah but that had the roof box didn't it it did it was only getting like 19 dude yeah they sucked (laughs) fuel economy they really sucked down the fuel well Mike (laughs) I missed my V90 
yeah, but yours was a T5. It, it was, was the, a, the non cross country. Yeah, T5 yeah. R design. It looked everywhere I went, people would ask me, Did you lower that? And I'd say, No, Volvo did. So <laughs> it had a full <laughs> chassis. So that's it was right. a nice car. $200 option. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. So um, speaking of mild hybrid stuff, I was driving the new M440i Grand Coupe today, which is like a brand new redesign. Uh, car I forgot spec, about by the way. It had like 500 miles on it when they dropped it off. We're the first ones to get it. And um, it we took it in a, on an MPG loop. Gary did today, uh, one of our newer guys working with us. And, you know, normally fresh engines, I hate to do MPG testing on because they need to open up over time and whatever. I always like to get cars between like 1,500 and 4,000 miles is my sweet spot for like a really good media car that hasn't been like totally thrashed, but it's kind of out of break-in period. Anyway, this mm-hmm. one's super fresh. Uh I don't. I forget what it was rated for on the highway, like 32 mpg EPA. Uh, it did at 70 miles an hour in a loop, 38 miles to the gallon, Dude. which is insanely. Wow. And that's the six that's awesome. That's the that's inline the- six B58 motor. Dang, Dude. that's impressive. Spoiler alert: it's a big car with a hatchback, and it's got I don't know 380 horsepower. I don't even actually yeah. know any of the specs. I'm going to film with it tonight. And, I've um, always loved the Grand Coupe, to be honest. I'm, I've always liked that car. Yeah. So. And this hey, one's Kyle. in the perfect green. Jordan, if you go to my Twitter, you'll see it. Timon was driving it the other day. It's green with bronze accents. It looks so good. Wow. What's up? Wait, can you hear me? Um, yeah. So, is that the is the BMW high mild hybrid? Is that the one that will go to like? three or four miles an hour before it kicks on the gas engine. Like it'll go like super low speed. I don't recall it ever kicking, being able to drive in electric. What it will do is it'll shut off while coasting. So it will shut off at like 12 miles an hour approaching a spot, a stoplight. Gotcha. Yeah. But I don't think it'll ever allow itself to move while in stop start operation. At least not that I've only driven around a little bit, but yeah. Look at that color combo on that thing. Damn, wow. It's nice. <laughs> wow, that's a nice color. Yeah, see the Timon. bronze accents on that thing? It doesn't look like a timing car. No, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't look like he likes it at all. <laughs> he was driving around for a little bit. I think he enjoyed it. He's, it, it sounds great. It doesn't pop, but like this thing screams. It's a it's a great engine. So uh, you know nothing wrong here. And then this is what's going to be made fully electric on this one. So I'm excited for oh. the i4 M50i in particular. Hmm. So something else we spent some seat time in was the Electromechanica Solo EVs. Love the name. That's a long name. Uh, really, you just think solo, like it's technically under Electromechanica. Yeah, who would name their company Electromechanica? How about just <laughs> Electra? Like, why do you need the Mechanica part? <laughs> First of all, that car looks ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculously I love, I love good. The, I love the comments that said, "Where's the other half?" And then Kyle said, "It was so fast, it left it behind." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. So something that jumped out to me and Kyle immediately was the fact that when you slam on the accelerator, you lift up. 
like the back end raises. When yes, I was going to ask about lowers. that. You, what? So you weird. Yeah. That. Like right away. It was the first thing you noticed. You were both like, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> because you're like lifting up like a helicopter. So it's like. <laughs> 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 It was so Look, I love everything about this because it was so like honest about what it was, but it wasn't priced too terribly. The, I think its biggest drawback is it's not a tandem two seater. Mm. So I think if it was yeah. a tandem two seater, I'd be way more into it. But anyway, it's, like, go ahead. Yeah, it's marketed as a a safer alternative to people who motorcycle who commute on motorcycles. Although it is more expensive than most motorcycles, yeah, but then you but can't it's... lane split with it, so it doesn't give you any of the benefits of motorcycle. Well, most states don't allow lane splitting, but for those that yeah, do, but yeah, where this is going to be sold in Southern California for the most part, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't think but anyone in Montana is buying one of these things. But it's safe, Kyle. It has a roll bar. Right. Oh, you want to explain that situation, Jordan? Uh, just like how that yeah. whole thing yeah. came up. I want to hear it. Me, me and Kyle were walking around their little exhibit at the LA Auto Show, and we heard, was it one of the employees who was talking to a well, you know, one of the customers customer. was like, This cannot be safe. Like, imagine getting into an accident, like a huge head on collision. <laughs> the employee was like, No, but it has a roll bar. Oh my like, god. Literally the customer just went, oh, okay, that's cool. And like somehow just solved. accepted that. Yeah. Everything solved. No issue. Like that roll bar is gonna help you at all in a frontal collision. Hey, if they don't know, they don't there's it's easy to get it over their heads, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the, the problem with these three wheel devices to me are zero emphasis on safety, honestly, like at all. There's no driver assistance technology. There's nothing that would be wired from like a vehicle. It did have a backup camera, which was nice because it has That's huge blind spot. I don't think it's mandated for three-wheeled vehicles. So uh, I it had, well, maybe not. I'd have to look yeah, into it. Like, but I thought ABS is mandated on a car. This doesn't have ABS. Yeah. So Can you register it as like a moped or something, or a bicycle, or a motorcycle? Motorcycle in most states. It's up to okay. the state. So that. Side. It's like a Morgan three-wheeler then. Yeah, it's like a Morgan was, three-wheeler. A little bit safer, which I did a little less fun. It was interesting. It was super weird having a single seat and then having two doors. Like Forrest is a great, on Forrest TikTok, he has him like getting in one side and then climbing out the other, like seamlessly. <laughs> and it's it's such a weird, you like get, you stop and you're like, you have a decision you're not used to making of like, which side do I get out of? <laughs> it's for safety. <laughs> so funny man yeah it's got it's, two doors you could it's totally safe it's a little slow but it was still fun and i think the the, the trade-off for the slowness was the characteristic or the character like me and kyle got so many looks and people laughing which i don't know if they're laughing at us or with <laughs> us, at us. <laughs> i can tell you what they were doing <laughs> yeah yeah. But and then you could torque it on the throttle, you can make it bounce and kind of hop the rear end up. And so, yeah, I mean, it was pretty, yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I don't think it solves any of the needs the company is pitching to be totally genuine. I don't see any <laughs> benefit to this over a smart car, which is almost just as wide but can hold two people and more things and like has airbags and is crash mm -hmm. tested, all this stuff. So, at That's the end what of I was going to ask you, cool. as the yes, owner of a smart car. <laughs> yeah, my smart car is way better in every measurable yeah, I, way. I thought so, too. 
But like, if you already have a smart car, then you get one of these and you start going down the rabbit hole of weird vehicles. So the real question, Twizzy or Solo? Oh, Twizzy all day long. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Twizzy's the best thing ever. <laughs> I want a yeah, Twizzy R. Did you see those pictures of those ones that someone modified that like put a nice wide stance on it and lowered it and it made it look really no, good? but it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, still looking for a Twizzy in the U.S. I want to buy one as soon as possible. That's my dream car. It's a slight segue. There's an Aston Martin Signet that had a V8 put in it. I don't yeah, know if you're aware of that. It had the okay. Vantage V8, yes. And mm-hmm. with a little bit of a, a wider stance. I was just – because we saw a Signet at the show, and I lost my mind. Jordan was with me when I saw it for the first time. We were like, oh, my God, what is this doing here? And I'm just so happy it was there. Well, I was going to ask both you and Jordan and Forrest what your guys' favorite car was. And I was going to say, you can't say the Aston Martin Signet because that automatically wins. Yeah, so you have to does. find something else to say. Oh, so, Forrest, did you go to the show? I did on Tuesday. Yeah, we missed so him what, somehow. What was, your, what was your top pick of the show? The show or picks? A couple of that. I'll give you I'll give you three that kind of stood out to me. One in terms of these new startups, I really liked that Edison Future truck minus the weird scalloped uh, the bed cover, bed cover, the armadillo bed cover, the armadillo yeah. cover. <laughs> it just I don't know. It just seemed for for what was essentially like a prototype vehicle. It seemed pretty well built. Like everything seemed pretty solid, well put together. It didn't seem to have any like crazy gaps or like I saw people get in, getting in and out, shutting the doors and everything sounded pretty solid. So I was impressed with that. Um, what else? So I thought the Edison future truck, when I saw it, I was like, interesting. This is what pretty much everyone wished the cyber truck looked like. <laughs> like it looked like some of the cyber truck renders, which was kind of funny, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, that one was good. Um, the Kia, concept thing the ev9 ev9 was really cool looking the hyundai one was the complete opposite totally agree <laughs> looked like a caterpillar dude <laughs> like like in like when it's going into it's like cocoon that's like yeah exactly i was <laughs> like this is awkward but then kia comes in with the box and they got it it's the new electric g-wagon thing that just <laughs> you can't you gotta love a box on wheels yeah, I was telling Kyle before we started recording the podcast how much I love the EV9. I think Kia is absolutely crushing it with their like electric car design right now. Yeah, yeah. Totally. well, it's interesting because like the EV6 is good. It good. Like it looks better in person than I expected. Yep, it does. But the Ionic Five blows it out of the park for me. Like best car on the eGMP platform but then the concepts from kia and hyundai are flip-flopped like i don't care about the seven at all but the ev9 concept looks like if you know telluride went back to concept form electrified that's what it was to me um but the the onyx 5 was you know every car we saw at the show i've seen renders of and that was the one that actually looked the best as far as how it compares to the render and forest is actually about to take that across the country all well, sort of like to texas right to texas, yeah, California, yeah. texas yeah when are you leaving uh, on your trip we leave on we leave like the 22nd of cool. december let me double so check just after the first drive waves yeah so that's why that's i said the first drive wave because i was like well 
they're giving it to me for like oh, two weeks, then <laughs> I guess there's no point in right. driving it then. So we leave on the 20th, and then I'll have it till the 3rd. Amazing. That'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm pumped to see how it does. Bring yeah, it like to Colorado. Colorado. Let's do it. All there. Yeah, Charging man. tests. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've so, seen a lot of videos from over overseas, and dude, I think I, – I don't know if you know if it's gone higher, but I think the highest I saw was someone had it go up to like 225 kilowatts. Well, I've charged an EV6 at 242, which is the same thing. So, yeah, it'll do 240 plus. Yeah, that's very impressive. Wow. It's just insane. It's Tycon levels of tech for 60 grand or whatever it'll be. I don't know. I think it's going to be more expensive than we expect, but it's going to be. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be worth it at the end of the day. It'll be worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Subaru Solterra? What'd you think of that? Oh, my gosh. I. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I don't like it. I think it's, I think it's a good, um, what's the word? Like non-offensive EV. But we don't know if it's a good EV yet. (laughs) Okay. Let's just talk design. Just design. Which is pointless anyways. I I know Kyle's not a design person. No, he's not. So I think the Subaru objectively looks better than the BZ. I can never remember the Toyota version. BZ4. Yeah, BZ4X. Doesn't that X. roll off the tongue nicely? <laughs> yep. oh, yeah. No. Solterra rolls off the tongue. Um, so Subaru had – it's it's a toss-up between Subaru and Porsche. Very different displays, but they were the two best displays at the show for different reasons, which is why they can win their own Emmys in separate categories, I guess. Well, And we got to meet Keisha, who did the Porsche display. Yeah. Wasn't her name? Cool. I think it was Keisha. She was awesome. We we she pulled us out of the elevator. She's like, let me tell you about this thing. Ripped us out of the elevator. What a crazy job. Like she just designs those events. Like that's the coolest thing ever. But the Porsche one was like so well refined and just the most beautiful room. And and then they had their own room, which was cool. Like no one else really did. Of course. Um well, <laughs> yeah. Kia, Kia had their own room technically. And it was so awkward. It was this huge open area, and they had this little like 2022 like uh, banner with an EV6 next to it. It was really weird. But oh, yeah, <laughs> like, like walking to the other hall. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah, I don't know why that was there, but Porsche had the coolest room all to themselves. Like even the floor decals were designed, and the they tried to have like their own little separate experience in different areas. Um, but then the Subaru of like area was also kind of cut off pretty well and it was very outdoorsy they had a cave that had like weird projections going on they had this huge stage and the floor of the stage also cascaded down to the floor of the general area all with led tiles so the floor and the screens were all like one giant screen they had fake snow that was kind of bubbly i don't know it was kind of snow and fog and everything moved so perfectly and puppies. And they have puppies, yep. <laughs> Every show, Subaru does puppies, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I never understood that either, but, you know. Yeah, capture the Subaru. But, this, this, yeah, the Solterra, I think, looks better than the BZ4X, um, but still not great. That that front yeah. quarter panel, I hate that. The I don't plastic know. stuff? Yeah. Dude. I don't know why they did it. Subaru loves plastic cladding. <laughs> Come on. The cladding yeah. doesn't even make sense. It's in the wrong spots for impact areas. <laughs> yeah. That's what bugs me. Like cladding is fine, but when you put it in the areas that aren't even impact areas and don't put it on the areas that are impact areas, it makes zero sense. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, Brand Matt Wilderness went over the top with cladding. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Solterra looks better than BZ4X. Isn't BC isn't BZ4X coming with a yoke as an option? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why? It has begun. Because Tesla started it. Headlines, yeah. But like out of all people to copy it. And uh, I know Toyota. so conservative. <laughs> why are they doing that? I have no clue. What was like I heard the steering I heard like the the ratio is gonna be like a lot tighter though, right? Really? Oh, I, I didn't so. know that. That's I read it somewhere. With that, it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, they're it's, actually going to make gonna it where really you don't have to turn it a lot. Mm. Yeah. Do they both uh, have the same interior and in like the weird cluster tunnel thing? Yeah. Well, the cluster tunnel thing they both have. I know that. Okay. Yeah, which is weird, but I guess it sort of makes sense. Like you can see it over the steering wheel, and then the steering wheel. Well, not it's dumb. Can we not talk about how ugly those things are anymore? <laughs> just so Kyle okay. loves So Kyle yeah. and Forrest, what were maybe not the least favorite cars of the show, but what were just total letdowns or uh, GM stand? Total letdown. What the hell was going on there? We're going electric. The president saying GM's leading the electric future. We go out there. Didn't even see a hybrid. Didn't see anything. They had phone chargers, and that was about it. And, uh, you know, just insane. But the new Z06 looks pretty sweet. That was cool, actually. That was the only thing cool they had. Yes. Their commercial yeah. trucks and the Z06, everything else were just total duds. And I thought it was so off-brand to not have any electrification stand there. I get you can't bring bolts inside because they catch in, catch on fire. I get you don't have anything <laughs> else to really show. But at the end of the day, bring a freaking poster that says we're going electric. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. They, one... they, they tried to like push it under the rug. They were like, pretend like no one knows. I don't know. It was really, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it almost seems tone deaf, especially LA of all places. Yeah. We were with our friends from Electric at the show, uh, hanging out afterwards, and they ran a story that was like, GM didn't bring anything Electric. And GM literally said, we are mad at you for running this story. But at the end of the day, they didn't bring anything Electric. Like, well, how is that wrong. good business? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Dude, I think Ford had the biggest liability section area there. Oh, my it. God. Holy <laughs> Ford is such a conservative country. A co company, Dude. can you believe they're literally going full throttle for a week right at people and they don't think anyone's gonna miss a break application after like five million launches? Dude, and they're in a Mustang. I'm like, that's the worst vehicle to go toward the <laughs> <laughs> well. Like, you did you see the guy with the F 150 Lightning? He was there just on Tuesday. Uh, yes, he was he was mobbing in that thing, he dude. was ripping it like full formula <laughs> burnouts, and then at the last second, just and then just yeah, like stopped dude. right before the concrete. We got I to go for I a ride. I actually was a little scared. Yeah, you don't I've passenger been... well sometimes, Kyle. So that makes sense. That's also true. It was impressive. The lightning was impressive, even inside on the short spurt of speed. Um, it was funny, like Ford had so much electric like they had mustang Machis and mustang Machi sema concepts and they even brought their e-transit and so that it's like cool. funny, it's it's funny comparing ford to gm's booths like polar opposites ford Dude. was all in evs front and center yeah but forrest you're so right about this 
acceleration towards the crowd thing like ford freaks out <laughs> if like you want to turn traction control partly off on the road they're like make sure you know what you're doing like we're on a racetrack don't turn traction control off you might die and here yeah. they are just hauling ass at people and mocking oh, like the Jesus. smoothest like concrete <laughs> dude i don't like i thought that was a concrete, wild, like like a like a like a tenth of a mile or something yep and then it's just and you're in some pretty quick, like zero to 60, like electric cars. So they, you're going mm-hmm. pretty fast within that small distance. And not only is there people, there's like a full on concrete, like wall thing right there. They should have run the course opposite and had them launch away from the people instead of towards the people. Yeah. So, um, out, uh, no Volkswagen also had a pretty impressive, they had a driving thing outside and Volkswagen only has one EV on sale, right? And they like went yep. full send on showing it off and letting people drive it and experience it. Like it was, yeah, yeah everyone, on, basically everyone, drive one. everyone made GM look bad. <laughs> no, GM made themselves look bad. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. G- well, it wasn't all of GM. It was just Chevy, right? The other GM brands didn't even show up, I don't think. That's true. Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, I thought, yeah, I, I just thought that that whole electrification thing was a real disappointment uh, with with Chevrolet there in particular. Uh, no, no, no signs from the other automakers with it, within GM of anything Hummer EV related, things like that. I was on a call with the GMC earlier today where Hummer EV is now entering series production within the next couple of weeks, deliveries by the end of the year. Uh, so that will happen on target. That'll be really cool. It'll be the first edition cars. Yep. They're really excited about it. It will be classified as a heavy duty vehicle, which means it looked like, you know, it's like over like a normal truck type situation. So it's, I think over 9,500 pounds GVWR or plus or minus a little bit. And oh, they said future variants won't be uh, heavy duty. So we'll potentially see some differences in suspension design later on from Hummer EV. Yeah, it was a really neat call, but at the end of the day, like, damn, Chevy didn't bring. They didn't. Even, they don't even have a hybrid in their lineup, do they? I don't think they have one electric thing they can sell you currently. They're used to be the, a Malibu hybrid, but I don't yep, know. I don't think they, they still, still have it. Remember, Ed had a Malibu hybrid. Yes, I do. That's why I knew about it. <laughs> it's the only way I knew <laughs> about only it. Person, either. Only yeah, only person ever bought one. We saw, um, we saw a lot of um, brand new, I mean, like Forrest mentioned, Edison Future. We also saw Indy EV and um, Mullen and Fisker brought their Ocean, which was finally fully unveiled, except they still didn't know all the specs. Um, <laughs> Design-wise, it's unveiled. Design-wise, it's but they still wouldn't show us the interior, really. So it's kind of... <laughs> but yeah, the... We, me and Kyle had some interesting experiences trying to talk to people. I think we in got into various... a couple fights with people, actually. Yeah, I, Kyle was going out <laughs> boxing. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's simple questions. We were, we were trying to like, hey, do you have an engineer here? Typically it was no, or we didn't go on the right day, which was you know on us. Well, they didn't really say, but um, it was just we couldn't get specifications for anything on most of these startups. Like they didn't 
really think. Look, about. we go to Porsche and we talk to any product expert, not even like Calvin who runs Tycon, like anyone. Everyone knows 93.4 kilowatt hour battery gross. We know it's a little bit less usable. We know it's a, you know, X kilowatt in the rear, X kilowatt in the front motor. We know it's an 800 volt system architecture. We know it charges at 270 kilowatt peak. We don't know the range, but we can guess it's going to be somewhere around there. They released WLTE, but then we go to Edison Future and we're like, okay, you're going to have 300 miles of range. That's amazing. Is that WLTP? Is that NEDC? Is that EPA? What number is that based on? Oh, we don't know, but it'll be 300 miles. Don't worry. Okay, great. What size battery are you going to put in there roughly to get it to go 300 miles? Oh, we don't know. We haven't picked a battery supplier. We're playing around with a whole bunch. Okay, so like what motors will you use? Oh, we don't even know if we're doing permanent magnet or SRI or whatever we're doing. And I was just like, dude, like you brought a freaking truck here that you're representing and is a design study. And yeah, it looks amazing, but you can't tell us one thing about what's going to make it move. And it just made me so angry with all of these companies. And Indy was the biggest offender, I thought, because we went down to them and, you know, we had set up private filming time where they were going to rope off the car, let us do a whole thing that we were like, look, we, we've honestly asked you ahead of the time. You haven't provided us. Where's a spec list with all of your stuff? Like your press release has kilowatt hour and kilowatt wrong all over the place. It's not accurate. Uh, it doesn't share the details I want to share. You tell me about your mundane computer under the hood. I don't care. I'm not gaming. I want to show my audience what people care about, which is how the hell it's going to drive. And they're like, again, it'll do 250 miles or 300 miles with a 95 kilowatt battery pack. I'm like, okay, first off, you got that wrong. It's kilowatt hour. And is that gross or usable? What motors are you going to have? All this stuff. And they couldn't tell us anything. So we just walked away. We said, look, until you can tell us more about your vehicle, we're just not going to cover it. I'm sorry, but that's not, that can't be the trend moving forwards. Me saying, yeah, I'm going to create this new beer and um, <laughs> I know for sure it'll have water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what's really, what's really funny is um, the next day, the NDEV, they, we saw them starting to tarp off the interior so that people couldn't see the screens. And my guess, like when while me and Kyle were standing there, they had to reboot the car twice because it kept having issues. And then the next day, they just tarped off the interior so people couldn't see. So I don't they know just what shut was it going down. On. They were like, "Nope, no more." <laughs> they, they were, uh, yeah, having a rough go at it. I but mean, at I the end of the hoping... day, like they just wanted to talk about their design, and they're like, "Nothing in here is final." And I'm like, "Here's a piece," and it just fell off. And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Is driving so, yeah. me. No, I was really getting angry with these people because they bring these cars and even Fisker, which is like that's their new ocean and it's going to do X and it's going to do Y and it's built by Magna. It seems legit. We asked everyone there like just basic questions about things. They started getting mad and like we were super nice. I was just like, I'm sorry to bug you to pull you away from whatever. We're thinking about yeah. filming a little video here. Could you just run us through some of the specs on the car? I'm like, we can't find your battery pack capacity anyway. And the guy's like, oh, I know it's in the spec list. Just go online. It's in there. I know it is. I'm like, okay, but it's not. So could you just show us? And he goes, here it is right here. It goes 300 miles. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's not what we're looking for. It's not battery well, pack capacity. Yeah. And he was so condescending about it too. He oh was the God. rudest person we spoke to at the whole show. And I thought we were so nice and excited. We complimented him. We're like, we're so happy to see all the excitement around it. The truck looks or the car looks awesome. We can't wait till we get to drive it. Could you just tell us a few more things before we shoot a video? Like we approached it just like that. He's like, all the spec lists are in the press sheet. I'm like, who are you? 
Not I mean, happy that's to like, be there. That's like an internal combustion vehicle, and then not telling you if it's naturally aspirated, like turbocharged, supercharged, whatever. Yeah, or if it it's has just absurd. or two. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all they're saying is it's going to have 300 horsepower, and we don't know anything about it. Yeah, well, right. they know they know all. It's going to have 300 miles of range, and it starts at 37,995. So that's where we know that. But I don't know how we're going to get there. But we it's know a lot that. of moving factors. Yeah, I would say it's really disappointing in the industry overall with these new startups mullen by the way which might be the sketchiest one uh knew everything about the car <laughs> that was so funny they were ready they, for kyle they did it right they had people on site that just knew everything and it wasn't even mullen that we Proper talked engineer. to specifically it was the person who was part of their responsible for their drive chain which was yeah. outsourced and so like we show up there i'm like okay here we go this is the last one let's just ask because we have to and like we're like we now i'm pretty crabby and i go up there I'm like hey okay nice car can you tell us anything about it I'm like oh my god and the guy comes over he's like hey i made this stuff and i'm like no way so you know what thing. <laughs> yeah it's funny because like these these auto shows um a lot of people bring their concepts and it generates early early excitement partially from me i love seeing design kyle doesn't care about design and so kyle's like this is a complete waste of my time and so it's really it's really funny to see the variation and i can see both sides but it is alarming how like in d1 they've been designing this car well not just, just designing like working on this car for years now apparently and they still don't know specifications and they still have kilowatt hour and kilowatt mixed up so it's like what are they doing that was after i had told them about the mistake like a month ago <laughs> Yeah. When we were setting up they just our time. Print. What about they VinFast? Don't get it. Uh, VinFast seems super legit, by the way, and they look awesome. And um, the naming yeah, convention. I was so <laughs> impressed with VinFast. I, we didn't spend enough time with them. But That's my correct. impression yeah. was like, they know what they're doing. They're a hugely established company. The cars look awesome. And like the specs, had, they had everything I wanted to know. And they looked really like on par. And I'm like, okay, this is way better than the nine other crazy startups we just, you know, got into fights with. I'm just like laughing at their name though. Like what do, what do you guys think? Like E35 and E36. And then everyone's going to want the E36. But then are you talking about like a BMW or like the <laughs> <laughs> Where'd they come up with that? Yeah, we sure BMW hasn't trademarked E36 yet. <laughs> so what we need is more cool names, like the yeah. Excalibur or something. <laughs> yeah, something like along those lines. Yes. I don't think the overlap between people that know what a BMW E36 is and the people buying a VinFast E36 is very large. You're correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that uh, I would have seen some uh, Alpha Wolf. Uh, prototype there or something yeah. that little electric no. pickup truck that would have been cool yeah. to like see one in person you know yeah, but that's i was all hoping that, that they would have the brought one out I, yeah I, I know but they I might wish. not have had specs for you kyle so then you could have at least looked at it i wish that was there right. and then genesis also didn't have a presence there whatsoever no gb60 huh that's what yeah i wanted to see a gb60 because i wanted to be wrong about it being oh. ugly but so far, I'm you still correct. Be. It's still ugly. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't there. No BMW, no Mercedes, no Audi. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, Audi, I'm surprised there was no Q4. New Range Rover. The new Range Rover. Oh. Oh, I was. Oh, cool. All right. So I know we're a little over time here, but Kyle, Range Rover, your prior Range Rover owner, a huge fan. <laughs> 
how did you like the new one? Because there's no, thought, obviously some contention out there, but it was a holy experience walking up to this <laughs> for the first time. That yes. SV autobiography 175 sticker plus or minus that you know is going to have a hundred over for the first ten of them that can reach a dealer. That thing sitting on the ground with the ceramic badges. I was oh. just like, oh my God, this is just the best thing ever. <laughs> it was really cool. So seeing the renders and then seeing it in person, this is one of the few vehicles that has no difference. The renders are what you see in person. It like in person, it looks fake because it's so smooth. There it's is, so not is like, yeah. no body lines. It's exactly no. what I love because I don't have I to think it. about design because it just <laughs> exists. It's just a it brick. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not sure I dig the rear taillights as much as the last gen. I'll learn to live with it. I wish it had more light material back there, and I will drive around in parking lights everywhere so they stay lit the whole time. Yes, you <laughs> have no choice. Look, yeah, they don't look good when they're off. Lights. Yeah, so you, you, but yeah. that's what I had to do in my last Range Rover to get the uh, dots the time, on the yeah. front. I'd have it in it parking lights. Opportunity mode. by JLR. Right. The other yeah. op- the other option for that was to put on the Finnish or Swedish, I can't remember, vehicle profile software. No, Icelandic vehicle Icelandic. profile software, which would wow. leave the dots on all the time, but then it would blast the air conditioning based on temperature. <laughs> so you had to give up one or the other. So I chose just knocking it in parking lights. Anyway, uh, new Range Rover, the business, looks great. New F-Type, first time I think I've – no, it's not the first time I see it. I don't know what I'm talking about. still looks great though. Uh, I've just does, never seen yeah. them around here. I mean, I've never seen never. an F-Type on the road. Um, I saw – I could not believe it. So me and Forrest just went to Crystal Cove to do some, like, sunset photos of the Miata. And we <laughs> saw six F-Types. And he doesn't live that far from there. We saw six F-Types, three of the new ones, three of the old ones. And I was really? so happy. Like, so it's just they, an L.A. machine. Apparently. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're everywhere out here. Miami, maybe. I, I saw more F-Types than I did Civics. So, <laughs> no, that seems like a good ratio. That's where I want to live. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say we're moving. We're everywhere else. Yeah, in this we're one drive, day better. In this one drive, we saw like four Rolls Royce, Bentley Bentayga, a um, couple of Lamborghinis. <laughs> we saw lots of G wagons, of course, a bunch of F types. It was a fun like car spotting experience. Kyle, this is where we should have done our car spotting video, and like a yeah, million we'll Teslas. One there too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, so anyway, the the Range Rover was great. They had a nice Defender 110 on the big 22s there. Ooh. And so that looked really good, all blacked out. I was like, oh, that's really hot. Um, <laughs> trying to think really? what else. I had F- F-Pace SVR, which was cool. Really? Yeah, and with the updated infotainment. And oh, the new 11-inch really one, yeah. Yeah. Nice so that, that was cool to see for the first time. And yeah, JLR was pretty sweet. Yeah, they had a nice eye. Bet nobody buys them. <laughs> yeah, I pace on twenty twos with the carbon wheels, nicely specced HSE car. Um, that car still looks good. We need more eye paces. I'm gonna bug. I we do. Yeah, we really need to get to reviewing one. Uh, they have. We've never reviewed one. I've driven no. them a ton, Hardly but I've never done a review. One. Yeah, we spent a yeah. lot of time driving one. <laughs> that was before we started our review yeah. channel. Uh, yeah, we should review one. They had a, a VR experience that we didn't actually do, but it was apparently you flying in a helicopter doing a photo shoot, aerial photo shoot of the new um, Range Rover. Defender. Was, it was for the Defender. Oh, Defender. Yeah, which was hilarious. Um, we didn't do that VR, but Kyle did a racing simulator for Hyundai and held the lap record for quite a while, right? 
That's right. Yeah. Well, we smoked everyone. And then (laughs) I know the guy who beat me, he friended me on Instagram and he's a good driver. And so I said, Hey, you're faster than I am. Do you want to work with us? And he was like, yes, I actually do. (laughs) You heard it here first folks to work for out of spec. You just have to beat Kyle at a sim. Well, to do performance (laughs) driving evaluation, I think you need to be, you know, faster or just as fast, something like that. Cause I'm not really that fast of a driver, but, 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 you know, car control is really my thing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was cool to cool to set the record. The girl running the Hyundai booth was like egging me on to get back in and do better and like go ahead and keep going. <laughs> and yeah. so it was all Lime Rock Park, which is my home track in yep. Connecticut. Very and, familiar. Uh, yep, driven it many times. And so like here I am in the game in a Veloster N, but they left stability control and automatic mode on. So you you didn't actually the way to beat it was not to drive as fast as possible, but to drive around the automatic gear change thing. So it wouldn't change gear mid corner. Um, so yeah, anyway, we got it and uh, topped it. No longer hold the record there, but I did for, for a whole day, which was great. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Well, we're almost out of time, but um, so Brandon, yeah, are you driving anything else pretty soon? Not currently planned. Hoping mm-hmm. to drive Rivian at some point, but we'll see what happens. But you have an ID for rear wheel drive. Yeah. And a Cooper SE. Oh, that's Ooh. right. You and Mike both have Cooper SEs. Well, you want to let, let's Mike, can you actually tell us? Because the last time we did our show was two weeks ago. Was it after you had got your Cooper SE? Uh no, I think it was just before. Just before, yeah. So yeah, I was about, about to go pick it up. Buying ownership, first miles. How what have you done with it? Well, so uh not oh, really wait, a whole by lot the way, before... before you start, I have oh, to leave boy. my car at your house for a month. Is that okay? Which car? <laughs> my Tesla. <laughs> It's a long story. I'm going to stuff I mean, it in I'm sure parking. it's fine. Yeah. Okay. We have plenty right. of parking. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be there for the entire month of December. That's okay. The Lexus lives out back. So. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, anyway. but it just occurred to me. I wouldn't remember any other way. I'll just show up and it would be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I can come home from work one day and be like, why is Kyle's car here? But Kyle's yeah. not here. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, to go back to the Mini, so no, I have not, I've not spent too much time with that. I think it only actually has like 280 miles on it now or something crazy. Um, Mainly just commuting back and forth a few times. I had to unexpectedly go out of town for like a long weekend. So I didn't take the car with me because I wasn't sure what the charging situation was going to be because it was so last minute to go down to North Myrtle Beach and there really wasn't any charging where I was staying. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and it's North Myrtle Beach, so <laughs> didn't really want the Mini. But overall, I'm really impressed with this little car. Uh, the gesso meter is, I think, a little wrong. It's always like it seems to undercut what yep. I will get in the real world. Uh, it seems like, but the heated seats are amazing. They will literally just melt your skin. The heated steering wheel is the <laughs> hottest steering wheel I've ever touched ever when you leave it on. <laughs> They hooked it um, straight up to the high voltage battery on the electric. Yeah, right to the heat <laughs> pump. Just boom. So, uh, so the, the heated seats, do they have levels? They yeah. have three levels, yeah. Okay. And even the lowest level is hot? The lowest level is comfortable, but okay. I always start in the hot level or it's second level. And then the lowest level is like, you just leave that on all day. Because Austin, we've had him on the show. His Fiesta ST, the heated seats, the Recaros, they're either on or off, which means it's either mortar on your butt or off. Like they are <laughs> so hot, it is ridiculous. No, Mini's got a little bit of German engineering in it, so it's that's good. like uh, it's like melt you at first. So and it's then actually it good, it. Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> even though the Fiesta ST is a great little car, but great car, uh, terrible heated seats. 
I love the headlights in it. I think the headlights at night are some of the best ever. Um, yeah. Makes me reminds me of my old mini has the cornering lights just like my old one did. The ambient lighting got even better because now it's up on the dashboard too, so it's not just the doors and the door handles and the footwell. Um, Bill well, called these. You used excellent. to be able to get it on the dashboard if you got the mini yours trim. No, I don't think it was ever underneath the dash, like where the Ooh, glove box underneath. is. Yeah, like the trim on the dash, it's under, it's lit all the way across now. Mike, you're the JCW you had should have had it. I don't think I ever drove it. You probably never drove it at night, though. Yeah. Well, that's not a very good. I was only here for like two days when we had that car. Yeah. And everyone else was working with it. But I've gotten a lot of compliments actually on the color, the green with the white roof. People seem to really like that. I do too. I mean, I come back to my car and look at it. I'm like, yeah, that's a really good color. Uh, picking it up know. at the dealer was really easy, really simple. I worked with a really cool motoring advisor uh, at the local dealer here who made it super easy to come in there after work and buy it. I was the only one in there because it's a mini dealer, so nobody buys cars at 7 o'clock at night for mini <laughs> or in general anymore. <laughs> uh, really cool, though. He put I got like this little um, stuffed Mini Cooper that kind of looks like my car, so that's hanging out over by the TV now. Um, but... Overall, I'm really impressed. It charges fine overnight. I think it costs like $2.30 to fill it up, basically, from almost empty. But really, really Have you brought it. it to an Electrify America charger yet? No, not yet. I'm waiting. Waiting so for when what? I need to. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to get it down low, and I'm going out of town again for Thanksgiving. So I'm not going to be around. Well, it doesn't huh. have a charge limit either, which is not great for if you're going to park it. No, I mean, I'm not going to the park it plugged in. It will be parked unplugged. Okay. And it doesn't have any phantom drain. We left ours for like two weeks, and it was oh, the yes. exact that it was left at. I was curious about that because I have it charging now. It just finished charging, actually, while we're on the podcast here. And I'm just going to drive it to the airport, and it will sit there for about a week. Yeah, it'll be totally fine. You might lose like 1% if it gets cold. Why are you it? Why don't you just Uber to the airport? Eh, I like having my own car expensive. Yeah, but you'd get to spend $18 a day or something. No, it's it's $50 <laughs> for the whole parking week. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. And it's off-site. It's not like at the airport. I oh. always park at the same place. That's covered. It's covered parking. It wasn't oh, like me and Kyle's valet this past week. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was our valet? Uh, I think it was like 60 bucks a car per night. Oh, you mean to park the damn thing at in Los Angeles? Oh yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. It was fifty-eight fifty a night for parking for two cars. Yeah. Um, for a week. Yeah. And uh yeah, Kyle made quite the scene when he arrived in his lifted sprinter. <laughs> Apparently, Los Angeles is not designed for lifted sprinters. And we had to we had to have Jordan hang off the back of it to pull down the weight. We had to air down the tires to flat. And we had, I don't know, about that much room above the thing. Uh, by the way, coming out of the garage, it scraped. <laughs> oh, it didn't anything. I checked, but I heard a... <laughs> scrape on the AC unit? Yeah, just on the top, but it didn't knock anything off, so it's good. That's amazing. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, that was quite quite a scene. Anyway, do we have it? We should wrap this whole thing up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everyone, thanks for joining us and uh, hearing all about the Eliado show. Um, there's a lot of stuff we covered on um, 
you know, Twitter and YouTube. We filmed some YouTube videos and TikTok. Um, check us out. Out of Spec is our Twitter, and just look up Out of Spec on YouTube and TikTok. Yeah, we um, did a whole two-car solution for TikTok. Series. Yeah, two-car oh. solution for a bunch of different brands. So it's a fun series, mm. and I think we should keep it up. Um, my Twitter is Jordan underscore Schieffer. We got Mike at M underscore Breeling. Got Brandon at Brandon Flash. And Kyle is at It's Kyle Connor. So, yes, everyone, thanks for joining. Thanks for hanging in this long episode. We made up for lost time last week. And we'll see well, you no all. On the There's no one listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.